The following program is presented by Atmark Media. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. <laughs> the show starts in... Frustrating the challenger and has managed to do that rather effectively. Oh. Belair out of the way just in time. He'll jam your tailbone back. Now you and I have talked about it, Corey, behind the scenes. Certain athletes, you said it, have the cheat code for life, right? They seem to be able to do anything at any time. That's Bianca Belair, but yeah. Becky Lynch so far has been able to outsmart moves like this. Yeah. That's Belair potentially oh. building some much needed momentum here against Becky Lynch. This is what Becky Lynch wanted to avoid, the challenger gaining momentum. Chaining her offense together so well in this crowd, right now behind the EST. Look at the speed on that suplex. Float over and again. Bianca Belair, one more time. Let the whole world see how dominant she can be and let the champ feel it. I can do it fast, so I can hold it up there for a little bit to the cover. Will she be a new champion? No! And a strike from the air. Bianca Belair out of the way. Oh, face first yet again. Creative evasion by Belair. And the strength once again. At the mercy. Oh, face first. Back we have to see a new champion now. Oh! oh. And for the first time in this matchup, a look of frustration washes over the face of the challenger. Almost Bianca Belair not stopping. Now on the top rope, target acquired. Here comes Belair. Belair gonna fly! Getting airborne, but nobody home. But look, so fast back to her feet. Lynch looking for a boot in the corner. Belair a step ahead. Uh -oh. Can we see a KOD? The challenger has the champion in position, but Lynch has the top rope hooked. Oh, she's got to hold on to save her oh, title. Yeah. The, the, the padding for the top turnbuckle. Oh. To the cover. No, no, not like this. Here is your winner, and still the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. A handful of tights, and the champion retains. It was craftiness. It was veteran resourcefulness. It was cunning. You could call him whatever you like, but you have no choice but to continue to call big time Bex Raw Women's Champion. How heartbreaking does this have to be for Bianca Belair, not just to lose this match, but to lose in this fashion to Becky Lynch?
Rollins versus Big E for the WWE Championship. Think about this for a minute. Hey, hey, you people don't want to see that. You do not want to see that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me, let me get this straight. I want to get this straight. You people really want to see Big E defend that title against Seth Rollins right here tonight. Because you all know, just like you know, that I am not 100% after the ladder match last week and the Hell in a Cell match before that. I'm not falling into your trap. I'm not falling into your trap. There is no chance that match happens tonight. Scrap it. We do it on my terms when I say and when I am 100%. You got that? You got that? Every single time I'm on Raw, you can believe I will do everything I can to give the WWE Universe something to remember. So while we're on that topic, if you're not going to fight Big E tonight, why don't you get the hell out of the ring? Because Big E, I think there is something these people and everybody watching would remember for a very long time. And that's you, me, one-on-one, -on -one, for the first time ever, right here, tonight! I would love to see that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Hey, pipe down. That's pipe a great down. idea, that's great, I love that idea. Shut your mouth, nobody wants to hear you ever. I'm on your side! Uh, well, much like Highlander, there can only be one face of Monday Night Raw. This isn't Mount Rushmore. But you make, uh, you make one hell of a point. We've never done this, you and me, one-on-one. -on -one. Never. So, Kevin Owens, Big E, it's on, sucker! Yes! <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, they could end Hurley here. Oh, inverted DDT, cut the cover. Now, Big E thinking big ending, but a little too soon for that kind of a move. Yeah, to my point earlier, look, when Kevin Owens made the challenge to Big E, Big E was like, listen, hey, we've never done this before. I'm game. Let's get it on. I respect Big E being a fighting champion. Leg drop to the cover, hook in the leg. Nope. My, my point is very similar to what Seth Rollins was saying. Rollins is not 100% tonight, so Seth didn't want to squander a title opportunity. Kevin Owens broke a ladder last week. Broke a ladder. And, and, and listen, Rollins wasn't 100% last week. He was just coming off hell in a cell. You didn't see him backing out of that opportunity. Right now, Seth Rollins holds all the cards, but Kevin Owens has an opportunity to truly upset all of the plans right now. 
A universal in yeah. combat sports is you're always hurt yeah. all the time. No one's ever 100%. And look at Kevin Owens. Oh! oh! Beautifully executed drop kick from the middle rope. And Big E rolling to the outside. Something we don't often see. He's not seeing it. Look at this belly to belly all the way across the ring. Make it twice. Over 260 pounds with Kevin Owens being tossed around like nothing by the WWE Champion. He was looking for the trifecta. Kevin Owens able to thwart those plans. Owens looking for the stunner. Oh, all the way to the outside. The wheels are turning for Kevin Owens, but now he one step quicker. Vice-like grip of Big E just stops Owens dead in his tracks. And now just bludgeoning Kevin Owens. Now Kevin Owens with a few people who few superstars who is kept who is Biggie's size and can match his strength. Usually guys are twice his size. Oh, oh, his oh, oh no. And his strength. Nobody home for the champion. I don't know if anyone can match Biggie's power, but KO certainly has the guts to try. Always looking to strike. Look at that. Off the apron straight into the champion. That's what Kevin Owens is all about. Stopping it oh, to achieve his goal. He wasted no time right now. Hoisting up Kevin Owens, looking for the big ending. Beautiful oh, escape oh. by Kevin Owens. Nasty collision. The back of Big E's skull connected with the front of Kevin Owens. Both men rocked right now. What has been an incredible battle. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh. Seth Rollins just left the position next to us and cheap shot at Big E. So much have been an innocent bystander. Seth Rollins just had to insert himself in this match. Wasn't Rollins offered Kevin Owens assistance to a, a sort of an understanding? Yeah, Kevin Owens didn't want his assistance. To the cover! Oh, what a one reversal! And Big E wins it! Here is your winner, the WWE Champion, Big E! E, wait a minute. Dude. No, I know how that looked. But look, I, I didn't know what happened. I swear. I didn't know what happened. No. Wait a minute, you saw? I couldn't tell if he hit you. We collided heads. I was, I was half knocked out. I'm, I'm half knocked out now. You know what? Look at me. I'm sorry, okay? I didn't say. You know, this is all your fault, you stupid son of a. You know what? I bet you think this is real funny. How about you and me, one-on-one -on -one next week? We'll see who's laughing then. E, come on, man. E, no, do you know better? This is not who, E, I'm, I'm, e, I'm sorry. What do you mean you don't care? Do you know, I'm sorry. Look, I know you felt that our heads, like, I'm, I'm messed up, I'm sorry. I'm, you saw him hit me. You'll get yours, okay? Look, I'm really, E, E, I'm really sorry, dude. I'm really, truly sorry, okay? I apologize. Oh, 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 oh. Apology not accepted, Big Andy!
Big E in DTA mode right now. Don't trust anybody. Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off the top rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People. And now, the Larry Hankin stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained Podcasting in the world, we're gonna put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PWC presents the Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and tonight, my my well, I wouldn't say guest host, but my host, 
He's back. I think the A-team's back together again, Jeff. It's Dr. Jeff Lippman. What's going on, my friend? How's things, man? Yeah, things are all right. You know, I've been working on, on some projects here. And, you know, obviously, you know that I've been working with The Washington Post to try to uncover where Donald Trump was during that 187 minutes. And it turns out we got to the bottom of it. Under oath, he finally confessed that he was watching Raw on the DVR and he fell asleep and he had no idea what was going on. And <laughs> everyone was like, yeah, that checks out. I mean, who could argue with that? So there you go. Case closed. The Republic is saved. Thanks to me. And here I was thinking you were being actually serious there for a second until you said he fell asleep watching Raw. And then I'm like... Who didn't? I tell you, dude, I was all over the place on this show tonight. I mean, I tried sitting there watching it, watching it. Then I had satellite difficulties, apparently. Uh, Obviously, it must have been on my end. I guess the... the Small mercies. Right. The beam from Australia to... Yeah. The beam from Australia to the States disconnected but that was all right because the point of disconnection for me was at the Carmella match the Carmella Rhea Ripley stupid match anytime Carmella's on the screen is the highlight of the show well we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that but I don't know what to think about this role man for me it felt very childish I don't know about you Jeff but that's how I felt um it's interesting uh I think that Raw tries to be a little bit childish. I mean, they're definitely trying to distinguish themselves. And it seems like they're trying to make it a family-friendly experience. They want to get adults to bring their children to the shows. Um, But I've seen worse Raws. Um, Last week's Raw, I I actually thought was pretty good. But like like in the last six weeks, four of the Raws were just plain terrible. So I wouldn't call this one terrible. If, If I had to grade this on a scale of one to 10, Maybe I'd give it like a four, four and a quarter. That's about fair. That's about fair. I thought you were going to be over generous there for a minute, Jeff. Thank God. No. You <laughs> no. There, there were parts that were good, but overall it wasn't. Um, and there were parts that were predictable, and you know that they were that they were predictable because you were you were saying that you're going to have technical problems. I said, what are you worried about? <laughs> you, you know what's going to happen. Becky, blah blah. She's going to be interrupted by someone. Probably live. And then Seth Rollins is going to interfere and ruin the match between Kevin Owens and Biggie, and and like twelve seconds after I hit send, there there comes Liv onto the screen. I'm back. I mean, so there you have it. Was uh, Becky Lynch conjuring Daniel Bri- uh, Brian Danielson tonight by any chance? Calling oh, the fans wow. fickle. Yeah, we were getting a lot of references. There was a, there was a lot of subtle uh, acknowledgement of AEW and things mm. in the real world, which That's right. you know, I don't know. I don't know if WWE is ma- is making is changing the tanker to to try to recognize the real world because they've been denying it for well, pretty much as long as I can remember since you know invasion angles. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, but but she didn't start it. It started early with Big E and Kevin Owens. Uh, I mean, they started it, but. All things in due course, but yeah, I, I definitely heard that as well, and we can pontifi- uh, pontificate onto why we think that that was during the various segments. But yeah, so the first hour of the show was an unnecessary recap about the Becky and Bianca situation. Oh, oh no, that took four minutes, but it felt like an hour. Oh, it did. It really did. And then they opened the show with a stretching and smiling Bianca Belair, which was like jarring because she should be angry. I mean, she should be angry. I, I, I don't. I mean, the stretching is fine, 
but what, what's she smiling about? What, what is she happy about? Or this is a time when they should be, you know, defaulting to their sort of evil laughs that she's getting what she wants. She's getting the match that she wants, but not, not the smiley clap, clap, baby face smile. It, it, it's just, it's just weak. And I mean, we've talked about it and I've talked about it on other shows. I'm sure you have, but Bianca Belair can play the, the, the jock. She can be the jovial, the, the, the nice jock. She doesn't have to be the jerky jock, but you can still be cocky and, and confident at the same time while still being kind in the face. Um, anyway, the, but the smiling stuff is done. Basically her story is, the mistakes she's made are just opportunities to make her stronger. So inspirational. And then Becky's turn. Oh, it's hard to be me. People are still booing me. No one appreciates me. So there, there we have the uh, story of the psychology that of the match that we're going to get. But I want to start a movement because at first I did hashtag replace Megan Morant, but then I realized it wasn't even Megan Morant, it's Sarah. And I have no idea who Sarah is versus Megan Morant. I mean, it's like the old days when they used to have the Dasha box. They all look the same. Um, so whoever that was and Megan Morant, I want them both were replaced with Quinn McKay. So, Well, you know what? I didn't even know her name either, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, so, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had typed... Hashtag replace Megan Morant with Quinn McKay, and that turned to be Sarah, but I never got her last name because somebody said Sarah. I was so sure it was me. And never mind. Nobody cares about this. <laughs> um, so then the match starts, and it wasn't really extraordinary for a while. And at some point, Corey Graves goes, wow, she's doing this this deep into a matchup. And I look at the clock, and the match was maybe 10 minutes into it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I mean, it's not that deep. I mean, I understand that the entirety of the Queen's Crown tournament was like, you know, 12 and a half minutes in the aggregate. So 10 minutes, I guess, is deep in a match, uh, you know, uh, in Corey World these days, or, or maybe it's deep into his matches. Boom, boom. Um, anyway, this match got better. It, it was it was okay-ish. Bianca did the power stuff, but she also displayed some smartness and ring awareness. She knew how to get in before count. She put her, her foot on the bottom rope. So it's not like she was like the power dope. Uh, you know, they, they are doing something now called red notice, which I've never seen before. Didn't know what it was. I guess it's a replay that we need to pay attention to. Is it? Well, I never noticed. <laughs> this is the first time I noticed it. And I thought that maybe it was like a mistake. Like, get, do you ever see like a TV show where it cuts to a commercial like too late, and you right, see right. like that screen where it says "break in five, four, three, or yeah, whatever, yeah, break yeah, in yeah, ten? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I thought maybe it was something the error with the production truck, but they showed it again later in another match. So I, I guess it's a new thing. It's it's like their championship contenders match. Okay, so that's what this shit is. Well, I'm just guessing it's one of those new things the red notice i guess that's too, Whoa, that you know i guess too, i mean i guess the big question is will they be doing blue notice on oh. smackdown well whoever came up with this shit honestly jeff needs to get a gold medal for it because that is what you call great creative right there very yeah. smart very smart whoever came up with this yeah maybe it'll be blue light special on smackdown <laughs> <laughs> hey when i was young i don't know if you know if you had these in the states but i used to go to blue light discos um, no, but we we had like the Kmart blue light specials, which were like, you know, <laughs> yes, like, so like we. 
the extra special dis, yeah. uh, discounts of the day. <laughs> you know what they mean by extra blue, right? <laughs> I don't. Tell me. What, what is I, blue I in an Australia? <laughs> I don't know if I should go there, but uh, here we've got a thing called a blue bus, right? And uh, mm -hmm. a blue bus is basically, uh, oh God, I feel like an asshole saying this. It's basically uh, a bus full of special people. Let's put okay. it that way. Yeah, we, yeah, we call it a short bus. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, yeah, well, well mostly because there were less special, you know, and right. students, so they, they had like a small bus, so you called it the short bus. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, for us, it was the blue bus, but yeah, same, same. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I don't know what kids call it today. Probably nothing at all, and that's True. maybe for the better. I don't know, but... I should believe nothing. <laughs> I don't think they call it anything. And listen, Twitterverse, I already had my one outrage, you know, <laughs> this this week already in this calendar week. I graduated high school in 1986. So we're talking about like Please. the mid 80s, the 70s, the early 80s. So give me a break. The world was a little bit different then. Shut <laughs> up, you don't care. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, I, I screwed all your mothers. I am your parents. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, there was a pretty good cheating ending where uh, Becky, while um, Bianca was putting her up there for her her torturette stretch into her finishing move. I never remember the name of finishing moves, but Becky was holding on to the ropes so that Bianca couldn't apply it. And she was close enough to the corner that she tore the top turnbuckle up. And so I guess the uh, what, what's the word, the reaction, the, the blowback, uh, Becky landed on her feet. She pushed Bianca into the into the corner uh bianca's face supposedly hit the exposed time yeah. though it really didn't and then becky rolled her up held the tight so for a double cheating uh title retention um and bianca was uh, crestfallen and uh becky you know maintained her title so yay this was about a half hour so the first half hour of raw at least was meaningful i dare say no i agree i agree maybe even the match of the night maybe Maybe the main event might have beat that, but I don't know. But the thing that I'm I don't, that I don't like about this little feud between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair does is it just me or does this make Bianca Belair seem so dumb? Uh, I think Bianca Belair's character has has always been dumb as a face. So, but you know, I tried to make a point of the match review, and I know that doing play by play is not my strength. Of, of highlighting that she is not portrayed as dumb, stupid, um, <laughs> that, that she she knows where she has ring awareness and time awareness and and spatial awareness. It's just that Becky was trickier than her in, in this case, and Becky is willing to cheat. So no, I don't think it makes Bianca look dumb. Um, you know, I mean, listen, baby faces chasing, that's always where the money has been in wrestling. I don't really have an issue with it. And, you know, there's going to be some sidetracks and speed bumps, and that's fine. Dusty held the NWA title three times for like a total of 103 days, <laughs> something like that, an aggregate. And, you know, as we heard from Cody, Dusty, Dusty is right up there on Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Now, I'm being a little sarcastic. I mean, <laughs> I, listen, Cody's the son. He should feel that way. That's cool. Absolutely. And, no, no doubt about it. Right. And Dusty's a wrestling legend, but he, you know, he, he wasn't, he's not a, cultural icon to to the world writ large but anyway not to that, the that mainstream was... he wasn't as mainstream as people thought he really was if, if that makes no. any sense in my opinion no. anyway 
no one in my family knows who Dusty Rhodes is. Really? They all know who the they all know who the Macho Man Randy Savage is. You would say Superfly Snooker. They Absolutely, know, right. they know Superfly Snooker was a wrestler. They probably know Jake the Snake Roberts was a wrestler. Um, you know, but n- none of them will know who Dusty Rhodes is. Um, from my father to my really? younger brother, really, yeah, to 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 my kids who are seventeen and twenty one. None of them know who Dusty Rhodes is. Wow. Um, they didn't even know that uh, that Dustin and Cody were brothers, and they certainly didn't know that he had a, a famous father. Well, you know what? Uh, that makes total sense, because when you really break it down, no pun intended, Dusty Pretend. really wasn't... Yeah. Dusty really wasn't as mainstream as you think, you know what I mean? And I, I, can, I believe that. I totally believe that. I think there's a lot of people that don't know who... The American dream, Dusty Rhodes, except for maybe the polka dot era, right? I mean, yeah, well, he was it. a regional star. Exactly, it's true. You know, he was he was a NWA star, and you know, a little bit bigger in the days of WCW. Um, but the, my point there was that Dusty Rhodes, who is a legend in wrestling, Absolutely regardless of right. whether he's the top four or five, it doesn't really matter. Whatever, he's top fifty territory under any definition. Oh and hell yeah, people of think, yeah. And if people think that's a slight, start counting names and some of the legends in this business, and you'll you'll realize. Um, but in in any event, the point was is that he held a tie the main title only three times for very short periods of time, and nobody says, "Well, Dusty looked dumb," and Dusty fell into plenty. I mean, he fell into traps by the horsemen pretty much <laughs> weekly on WTBS six oh five. I mean, you know, the road warriors put out his eye with spikes for God's sake. I mean. Uh. God. Uh, yeah. Say so he anyway, look dumb is an understatement. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I don't think. And then listen, everybody else looked dumb when he when he was banned from wrestling. And he put on a mask and came back as the as the nightmare. Jeez. So I mean, I mean, <laughs> oh, everyone's like, who's that? Who could that possibly be? Um, so anyway, but uh, we are on some sort of strange di- digression. This is why Jargo won't have me on his show. Oh no, Jago would have you. you um, I guarantee Jago would have you on the yeah. show. All he told me I'm do- not as good as you. He told me I'm not as good as Silence of the Lambs. Silence oh, of the come Lambs. Come on, not as good as Jimmy T. Come on, dude. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah, buy man. that. I don't, I do not buy that. I'm not that good. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> and then he threw a, a pie across the country and it hit me in the face. <laughs> it's true. Well, he's in the middle of uh, of America, man. He's right in there in the center of in Iowa, dude. So. If it reaches Baltimore, aim is I mean. uncanny. <laughs> Shout out to Jago, by the way, where right. you can find us also at, at markmedia.com. That's called That's a segue. A- yeah. yeah. And I did tell him that I'm keeping his, I'm holding his nickname hostage until he lets me on the show. So Jimmy Time is public. Chris Silence of the Ams is public. But Michael Jarko will not find out what his absolutely fantastic nickname is until I'm on a show with him. That's, that's I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Mr. Lipman, mm-hmm. I'll get you on the show, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact, if it means uh, you join us, or you replace me for a week, I'm more than happy to let you take over. Replace you for a week? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, like, I don't know if he, like, I'm sure he'd have you on the show, but what I mean by that is, if it means I have to miss out on a week for you to ha- to be on the show, I am more than happy to do it. Oh, I thought you were asking me to do you a favor. And I, no, you know, no, I don't no. know what your weekly I, I figured that no. maybe you had to serve seven days or something for, you know, an offense. No, 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 or no. whatever. 
<laughs> I was doing that all the time. I just recovered from COVID, as you know, right? So, I, I know. Yeah. So are, are you now for curfews and vaccines? Or are you still well, anti them? out of lockdown, I'm not vaccinated because at the end of the day, I don't need to be vaccinated now. Once I've gotten it, until there's a new strand that comes mm-hmm. out, I don't need right. to be vaccinated. Right. Because, you know, the antibodies. Right. You, you, have, you have a natural immunity. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, I'm just glad I'm over it, dude. But anyway, there's other stories, but we'll get, we'll talk about that off the air. But, but so please. something I think that people want to know. Was it, was it really sucky? Well, have you had it yet at all? No, of course not. Okay, well, put it this way. the first I'm invincible. Thing, I don't know. You know what's funny, man? You in the States, right? You guys have got numbers coming out of the wazoo. We've got a lot of numbers too. The fact that it hit me is just so ironic for me, right? But but anyway, back to how it felt. The first three days, I kid you not, Jeff, I could not get out of bed. It was that bad and I just felt so run down. I had done the Rampage show. That's when I first realized something's wrong with me. Uh, on the Hamin Media Network called Uncaged, where you can find us there every Friday night after Rampage. Well, you can and- find him there, not me. <laughs> anyway... And uh, and this is my this is my debut, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't feel well. I'm gonna be way off, and I was. I wasn't on the ball. I just I wasn't in the mood. It just wasn't happening for me. I went to sleep right after we recorded the show, and I didn't wake up till a whole 24 hours later. And I thought, shit, what the hell happened there, dude? I was I was gone. It was pretty That's bad. Like pregnancy. Man. Yeah, no, really. I don't know how pregnancy feels, but. I'll tell you, dude, it, it's not a good feeling. I felt nauseous. I wanted to run to the toilet all the time. I just, it was crazy, dude. It, but I'm glad I'm. it's over, man. It's just, it's yeah, a yuck course. feeling. It's not a good feeling, put it that way. Well, you didn't have to be intubated and you have to go to a hospital or anything. Thank so God. Cool. Yeah, no yeah. breathing problems. Unfortunately, I've got a family member that's actually in an induced coma right now. And yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Did, did, um, did uh, Dee Dastardly try to stuff, snuff you with a pillow while she thought that you were unconscious? Well, she th- she thought I was going to die at one stage, to be honest. But uh, unfortunately, was she just trying to help it along? Was she trying to speed the process? Well, she ended up getting it because of me, obviously, right? And oh, wow. uh, no, no. yeah, yeah. Wow. but you know what? She's got no symptoms, though. I don't want to be too loud because she'll probably kill me. But also, unfortunately, she passed it on to her dad. Oh, for love. And yeah, you know what I mean. He's having the breathing problems, and he's in an induced coma. So it is what it is, man. Yeah, it's not it's not good. All right. I guess when you were giving me the subtle hint that we should change the topic, maybe I should have picked up that thread. No, no, no. I wouldn't have said it, man. But it, that's the truth. It is what it is. So, so the Mysterio is talking to Kevin Patrick. <laughs> Speaking of induced comas. <laughs> so as, as Silence of the M's would say, Ray and his weirdo son, Dominic. <laughs> I, I mean... This whole are they aren't going to break up father and son thing is weird. Dominic's yeah. in a sweatshirt and jeans. Uh, I mean, there's just nothing. Kevin Patrick is like an odd, smiling mannequin robot boy. Mm, that's it's like if, put. It's like if Pinocchio aged. <laughs> that's actually very good. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand him. At first, I didn't mind him. Now, I really can't stand him, dude. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I just I'm not don't feeling know why him at all. No. You know what? If 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 Sarah Megan Miranda is a, is a deal breaker, get rid of Kevin Patrick, bring in Quinn McKay. That this, this show needs some personality. I mean, there's no Kayla personality, a, Jeff. There right. actually isn't any. I mean, seriously. Like, like Kayla has a little personality. Absolutely, they, they let absolutely. her show a little personality. Um, you know, just like do something different. Do things that are different. And and 
to give them credit, last week they did some things that were different. This week they did a couple things that were different, but not enough. Anyway, to, to, to skip ahead, we get Ray versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory, you know, he's going to wrestle two legends. He wants to take the the selfie. Dominic is, you know, not into that at all. Dominic okay. keeps getting into the match. The ref warns him. Uh, Dominic hits um, Austin Theory with his cell phone. The ref sees it. He kicks Dominic out, uh, and well, he actually disqualifies Ray when Ray was lining up to give the six one nine. So Austin Theory gets the DQ win. The Mysterios argue, but they kiss and make up. So this will continue, and and you see Theory taking a walking up the ramp selfie with that smile of his. But this feud's obviously not over. But I guess uh, it'll end in Theory's favor when Dominic finally turns on Ray or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. First of all, I just want to say, split up Ray and his son already for crying out loud. And Austin Theory, he's such a douche, I get it. But I hate this selfie crap. I mean, like, come on. It's At least it's something. And, something. and I, see that, I see that they told him to start lifting weights again and start building, make his muscles big again. So that's look, good. Hey, look, he's good. I think he's got a lot of potential. I, I didn't understand why he went from the main roster back to NXT. Now he's back to the main roster. I mean, I think he's good. I think he's got a lot of potential. I just don't like his character right now. You know what I mean? But then again, what else could he be? He's, he plays a good douchebag. So right. that's what it well, is. Well, they had him play Matt Riddle, and Matt Riddle's already doing it. Now, we know WWE will do more than one of the same storyline on the same show, but we don't want to encourage that kind of behavior. And we actually sort of get it later on as well. Um, though some people didn't catch it, but I think that's maybe because they don't know words, but we'll, we'll get to that soon. So speaking of things to make someone sleep and also to go into a coma, a <laughs> Seth Rollins promo. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I wanted to kill myself at this point. No offense to anybody out there. And if anyone's got right. suicidal thoughts, please call the suicide right. line. Just bring right. it and out if, there. And if, <laughs> if you're in the middle of killing yourself, either finish or, or stop. Um, I don't really care which. Um, yeah, but that's what happens when Seth Rollins is on our television screens, people. I mean, it is what it is. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And then he was interrupted by Big E. And... Aside from my my other winning takes earlier in the evening, including moments ago, I am telling you that we are looking at the results of fan service demand gone wrong. Big E <laughs> just is not the guy. When yeah, Bobby Lashley had agreed. that title, that title felt big. Thank now you. it feels small. Now, I don't know if it's because he wears that stupid, you know, like long vest over it so that it's covered. It's not prominent. I don't know if he's just too short. I don't know if he if he's still not acting like he is the man. Um, but AEW, learn this lesson, because I know in a couple of weeks, you're probably going to put the title on one item page, and it is the same fucking thing. This is fan <laughs> service about someone that the fans want to be over because he's a nice guy, works hard, and, and looks close enough to the park that the fans are going to tell you he's the park. He ain't that guy. He's going to get a bunch of cheers for two or three weeks, and everyone's going to be like, this is our champion sort of feels like Bandito and Ring mm -hmm. of Honor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Except the difference is Big E can at least 
talk, I think. Well, I'm talking about I'm Paige right now. Oh, sorry. But, uh, yes. No, you're no, right. No, Big, Big E is a good talker. And if if Big E would give the same promos that he did in Tampa, now that he's champion, I'd be all behind it. But he, he, he like, whatever that seriousness that he channeled, and he's done it more than once. Right. He he just can't hold on to it. And I guess his safe place is, is where he found his success, which was, you know, sort of half clown on with New Day. I mean... You know, these guys made millions from that gimmick. So, you know, I, I could see why that's the default. But hmm. speaking well, of New Day, he talks about don't disrespect Kofi Mania. That got a nice pop from the crowd. Uh, he offered a title match this very night to Seth Rollins. And Seth said, listen, this is a trap. I'm not 100% after last week's ladder match. So no way I ain't doing it. This is so dumb, this segment, dude. First of all, I'm glad you brought up Big E and how shit of a run his WWE title run is. Because I, I, I said the same thing in previous weeks. People think I'm stupid for saying that. The fact that you've just said it too justifies what I've been saying because he's, he does not feel like a champion. He has not elevated that belt whatsoever. The belt hasn't elevated him. I exactly. dare say he doesn't even need the belt anyway. He's much better off without it. He's better in the chase unfortunately or fortunately whatever you want to call it he's had his run get it off him he put it back on lashley and let lashley have that run with that belt for freaking two years for for all i care i'll be happy with that put it that way you know what i'm saying as far as seth rollins goes what the hell is this shit i mean who says no to a WWE title match i guess a guy that has a contract that says he's entitled one <sighs> That knows he's got one coming. That this this may not be his last opportunity. But yeah, that 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 was sort of dopey. This whole thing was was a little bit dopey, and I think the dopiness is there to um, distract us from the fact that no Carrying Cross has has been on the show aside from promos for about six weeks and at all for three weeks. Bearcat Keith Lee, they just reintroduced him last week. You know, he's had like two out of the last three weeks. He's done squash matches, not on again. No Lashley, he must be on a well-deserved vacation. No Hurt Business because that group reunited. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for MVP to come back. But a lot of people not on the show. I I don't think AJ Styles was on the show. No, no, he wasn't. I mean, I get I get SmackDown with FPS. They're like, we're on FS1, you know, who, who gives a shit? <laughs> we're just throwing it in. And actually they did better than the prior week, which is normal. I mean, right. when people realize the change. Um, was there baseball on tonight? I thought the World Series was over. Apparently it's not. It's not? Yeah, I, I think I the Braves were up notice. three to one. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. So no, your, no your city is going to win the... Win I'm the, not in Atlanta. Oh, so I thought you said the Ravens, man. No, the Ravens play football. Oh, no, I play football. <laughs> I knew that. No, because I thought I heard Baltimore for whatever reason, but I guess I was hearing things. Hey, I'm from Australia, people. Relax, all right? Come on. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Orioles are, uh, yeah. I don't think the Orioles have a World Series in their future. Oh, really? That bad? I don't know. I'm not really a fan of baseball that much. I don't mind playing it in video games, but watching it, eh, it's a bit too, like, slow for me, personally. Like, that's just me, though. I'm no, I'm not a big baseball fan myself. I'm just saying that the Orioles stink. <laughs> um, and well, a lot like uh, Ring of Honor, they don't really have a lot of. I wanted to ask a lot of. That. 
Sure. There's not a lot of passion to spend a lot of money from ownership. Uh, they've sort of been burned before on that, but at least they were competitive. I don't know. They're, they're, it's a weird team. I, I'm not, I haven't really followed baseball in a bit. Um, but yeah, the Ravens are good. So we get a double interruption here. Kevin Owens interrupts. And basically his thing is I leave it all in the ring. And no matter what, I, I keep on fighting. And whether it's three more months or three more years. I like that. Yeah. So I guess three we more know months what... his contract is out. So I, I, I caught on to that straight away. And you mentioned the Mount Rushmore wrestling as well. Uh, well, actually, doing. Big E mentioned that, but oh, well, three yes. years, we know that WWE is moving away from those five-year contracts, so three years is probably what's been bandied about. So, right, right. so yeah, no, no accidents there. And then, so, Kevin Owens says, I'm up for the challenge. I will challenge you, Big E, tonight. And Big E says, this is like Highlander. There can be only one. It's not like Mount Rushmore. So, you know, that the whole, was it, PWG, where they PWG. were, Mount Rushmore? And I just want to mention about the Mount Rushmore wrestling the biggest, how can I put this? Seeing Kevin Owens, aka Kevin Steen, in a Bucks uniform is blasphemy. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want to tell you, right? I'm talking about tight, those tight, tight pants with the vest and the tight. Dude, he looked like the fattest thing. His stomach was hanging out. That's all I want to say. I do want to see it one more time, though. If it's in AEW, which it will be, by all means, just show me once. And believe me, Generico, a.k.a. Sami Zayn, he's leaving. Kevin Steen, he's leaving. I think come February, them two are gone, dude. Is there really anybody that cares if Sami Zayn leaves? You know what? He'll be a big deal in AEW because he'll turn up as El Generico... He'll rip will off he? the mask. Yeah, I think this is exactly what's going to sure. happen. Okay, that, that will get a pop once. It will get a pop what happens after once. that. After that, God, what God if, only yeah, knows what happens. Matt Hardy? Oh, come on. Come on, Jeff. Why'd you, have to, why'd you have to kill my little buzz right there about El Generico? Come on, dude. Because I, I need to know what next. I mean, all these guys, what, what next? You have CM Punk. He's wrestled his way down the card. He starts oh, with geez. one of the top guys, Darby Allen, then an alleged up-and-comer, you know, mid-carder, uh, Will Hobbs, which, frankly, I would say he's a low-to-no carder. Then he goes to Daniel Garcia, who's nobody in nobody. MIA. <laughs> then what do you have? What was it, Matt Seidel or something? And, and then, then, yes, then Bobby yeah. Fish? I mean, Jesus Christ, someone that nobody ever cared about. All I want to see, and I've said this week in, week out, give me a program with Punk, for Christ's sake. What's so hard Kingston? about that? Okay. Hey, I mean, Kingston's yeah. okay, but, but Kingston is just, I mean, Kingston's like there to be your, your top-level loser. I mean, you Truth. know this. He did put on probably his best ever match, and I'll credit Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson for that, because that match was brilliant, let's be honest, right? Well, I mean, that, that, that exceeded my expectations. It was better than Suzuki, uh, Danielson. It, it was. Sure. And that was a good match too. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Oh, you're one of those ones, are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, one that, that didn't see, that realized that they weren't actually in a swimming pool when that match was oh. going on. If they were in a swimming pool, it would have been fine. Suzuki is slow and awkward and cumbersome. I'm, oh. I'm sure he was... Listen, he... Uh, Listen, everyone says you don't appreciate his body of work. What's I got to do with now? I'm not signing Albert Pujols around right now either. That's I mean, true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. <laughs> he's right, people. He's right. What's that got to do with now? Yeah, Even well, though I disagree was, with him, but he's right. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so the challenge is accepted. Big E against Kevin Owens tonight. 
main event, presumably. We then see the highlight of the show, which is Queen Vega with Carmella in their streetwear, which is magnificent. <laughs> they run into the tag team champions, which is not magnificent. And that is the women's tag team champions who, unless they're on the screen, I always forget who the WWE women's tag team champions are. Frankly, Natty and Tamina made them felt feel more important than Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. And that's not a compliment to <laughs> Natty and Tamina. This whole Nikki Ash, almost a superhero thing is a travesty. The whole, it, it is, it is terrible. In the first two or three weeks, I gave it a chance because I thought that maybe she was going to crack and go crazy and think that she was a superhero, but she was really a villain. But no, that's too clever. No, <laughs> she, she's just a she's just a simpleton who believes in herself with the spirit, the spirit, <laughs> the spirit. <laughs> now I can't you, stand it, bro. I can't stand it. You way. noticed something about the queen. You noticed something. Yes. That you, yeah. What, what was that all about? I was tripping out, man. I'm 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 seeing the queen's Lena Vega. That is. And I'm thinking, why does she sound like she's got half an Australian accent? I'm not going to lie. It tripped me out. I'm like, man, and she's doing good too, dude. I was actually pleasantly surprised at how well she was putting it on. I figured, obviously, because she won the Queen of the Ring, whatever the fuck it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess that's why she's talking all pompous and shit, even mm -hmm. though not really. But she puts on a good Aussie accent. I don't know if she's been doing that week in, week out lately, has she? I mean, she started. Okay. Well, does it not come across as an Australian accent or am I hearing things? It doesn't sound um, British to me. Well, you would know better than I would. I mean, to me, it sounds like a bad British accent, sort of like when Madonna one day all of a sudden started speaking with a British accent. Ugh, please. Well, to me, it sounds like an Australian accent compared to a British one. I'm not going to lie. Not like Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's got a strong Australian accent, if that makes any sense. Even stronger than my accent, I think, right? She's very well, she's like stronger than you. Well, yeah, she's probably taller than me too. I mean, she's a big girl, man. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie, and I mean that in a in a good way, not in a bad way. But she's starting to look so like ashtray incoming. Yeah, but honestly, I'm starting to lose faith in Rhea Ripley, dude. I don't like her look anymore. I think her look now is starting to be a bit too. Uh, she... Tone it down a little bit. You know what I mean? She looks too weird to me now. I just don't yeah. like it. I mean, if she's going to be the sidekick to the superhero, she should oh. go with the with the superhero thing, or the other one should go with oh, like geez. more gothy outfit or like a steam, you know, punk girl or whatever, whatever she is. I mean, they don't, they don't, that ain't they don't make sense together. They right. have zero chemistry, um, and neither one of them has much personality. There, there were times occasionally where two people with zero personality somehow together work. That's rare. This is not one of those times. No, not, not at all. And uh, it's just cringe all the way through to me. I, I I can't stand it. I don't like it. This, uh, you know, trash. I'll call it trash, not Nikki Ash. It's Nikki Trash. They need to stop this crap ASAP, please. I mean, she's yeah. not a superhero. She's not anything. Just stop, <laughs> please. And despite this being a run-in from earlier, they, they challenged the tag team champions to a match. Despite them challenging the champions to a match and that challenge being accepted, um, this was not what they call a contenders match. Um, 
But the heels beat the tag team champions, which should lead to a rematch for the titles. Not that anyone really needs to see the match. The match itself wasn't terrible. It was just almost terrible. Um, <laughs> Carmella did the mask thing, um, which is pretty funny. I would prefer that, the, that her glam squad is, is sort of like Britt Baker's like two heel wrestlers who aren't that good. By the way, wasn't Jamie Hayter supposed to be like a big addition to the women's division there? Wait, in WWE or in AEW, obviously? You're talking in about. AEW. I mean, she's she's basically Mr. Hughes. She just stands there yeah, and actually gets in the way every now and then and like, then takes a shot. It's like it's well, like she's not like... Since Rey Mysterio came on board with her, apparently, if you know what I'm saying, have you noticed if she's been on the sidelines a little bit? Maybe she's mm-hmm. waiting for new ring gear to come along because Rey Mysterio has uh, taken all her heat, dude. <laughs> Put it that are way. You Jimmy Hader? Yeah, who are you talking about? You, I thought you were talking about Jamie Hader, right? Yeah, what's what's she got to do with Rey Mysterio? You are you kidding, Jeff? You don't know? Rey Mysterio? Rey Mysterio. You haven't figured this out? <laughs> it's no. a meme. It's been a meme. Oh, dude, do me a favor. All right. Um, Unlikely. Well, you're going to have to do it this time, right? Google <laughs> Google Jamie Hayter, right? Mm-hmm. And look at her ring gear. Pay attention. If you don't see Rey Mysterio circa 1995, <laughs> come on, dude. I can't believe you don't know this. This has been all over the internet. Trust me, it'll come up. Even if you type Jamie Hayter, Rey Mysterio, you, it'll come up right away. I'm telling you. Okay. So type Jamie Hader, Rey Mysterio. I'm looking forward to your reaction, actually. If you see I'm it, you've got to see it. You have to see it. Tell me if you see it. If only I had the drum roll happening right now. <laughs> Jamie Hader butt looks like a Rey Mysterio mask. Look at her butt. Okay. This is... Rey Mysterio, right. circa 95. All right. When he got thrown, oh, that was 96 when he got thrown like a lawn dart by Kevin Nash into the... <laughs> that mask is, like, similar to that. Okay. And, and I'm telling fair. you now, dude, that blew up all over the internet, which I'm surprised you never noticed. And then suddenly she stopped wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so, yeah, she, yeah she, she's not doing a lot of wrestling. Anyway, I sort of uh, lost my train here. But uh, anyway, the heels <laughs> beat the champions. Uh, we then see Big E in the back talking to the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. And Chad is offering his services to Big E to take it to the next level. Big E makes a mistake by not accepting. And Chad points out that he was the valedictorian of Full Sail. He's got his master's program with a 4.0. All of that's true. He was the valedictorian. He did get a master's, I think, in like film art, something like that. Yep, yep. Um, so Big E, like I said, rejects the offer of help. And, and Finn Balor says, hey, I mean, not Finn Balor. Chad Gable says, you, you made a mistake and you're going to see after what I do to Finn Balor next. So that's that's the, the match. And Big E says to Otis, your face looks like a thumb, which was pretty funny. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, Yeah, on. I mean, that, that was you know, like, he's like, what do you do to his face? It's like, what, are you going to make my face look like a thumb too? That, 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 was, that was funny. See? Oh, man, this show, dude. The more, so it, the more we go so, through this, sorry, I just wanted to say, the more I realize how silly this, anyway, sorry, continue. Right, so I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised that what I typed next did not happen because I, I felt it coming that I typed, so we're going to get the Alpha Academy and Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, Biggie, and Finn Balor next week. But it, that could still happen. But No, it, that it, will it happen. They didn't Survivor all Series, dude. It's coming up. You know it. It's going to happen. Well, Biggie can't. He's going to be, well, he, unless he doesn't have the title, he'll be facing Roman Reigns. 
So well, there's then, nothing booked yet for sure. Yeah, maybe he does lose the title. It's possible. I, I take it off him. Um, Me too. Anyway, there were a bunch of funny Otis comments during the course of this match. This match was actually pretty good. I mean, it's Chad Gable and Finn Balor, and it should be good. Um, so I would say that this was my match of the night for skill set, pace, and that it didn't go too long. And also funny comments from Corey Graves. He said that he said that Otis was he's so big he has an equator. <laughs> and he said he's a walking slab of beef or side of beef, something like that. Um, uh, there were also some funny comments directed towards Corey about his blood pressure when Carmella was in the ring. Of course, they're engaged. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then Corey Graves was doing his usual with, with Byron saying, you've never even talked to a woman unless it involved unsub- saying I'm unsub- subscribed or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Just- is it just me before we continue on, or does Corey Graves look like he wants to get the fuck out of there? I, I don't know, but if he does, I'm I'm willing to chip in for his bus ticket. So, <laughs> there you go. I mean, you, you, we can put the very missing Samoa Joe back on commentary on Raw, oh. and and Raw would immediately be improved just just by that. One is move. he is he even still under contract? <laughs> Jesus, uh, with NXT, I forgot, I forgot all about him. Is he even on NXT? I don't know. I, I think not. I mean, Ciampa's basically playing his role. So, uh, no, I don't, I, I have no idea, but he hasn't been released. I mean, I, I mean, you know, if they can't get the rock, maybe Joe versus Joe you know, <laughs> is, is plan B. And I'm a huge fan of Joe and I'm talking about Samoa Joe. Right. And mm-hmm. I would be happy to see that match. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Right. But can you imagine replacing the Rock with Joe <laughs> up against the other Joe? Not, not really. No. Oh, that would cause a lot of heat, I think. Except for the real smarky smarks, you know. I think they'd be happy with it. But it yeah, the people that, that thought the pure division in Ring of Honor was going to bring it back to glory. Oh so, yeah, very pure indeed. Where is it now? It's uh, well, it's, <laughs> it's it's a hiatus. It's going to be reimagined. It's going to get even right. purer. So Ring of Honor 2.0, basically, right? Is that what That's we're right. It's, right. Right now, it's going through. A, they're in in sweat houses in Sedona. <laughs> they're going through radical purification processes. <laughs> purification. Right I like it. Yes. <laughs> we'll touch on that at the end, towards the end of the show, though, after we you know talk about Raw. But anyway, please continue. Yeah, right. So anyway, this is a pretty good match. Um, Chad Gable does a superplex off the top rope. Uh, looks like he's going to get the win, but Finn actually tucks it right into a cradle. Uh, not even a transition. That's basically from the landing. He's, he stuck the cradle in and got the win, um, much to the surprise of Chad Gable. Otis runs in to try to get to Finn, but Finn's too quick. And Finn walks out unscathed with the win, so pretty cool. Um, we then have the Dirty Dogs encountering Riddle, who is on his scooter. This is nonsense except to tell <sighs> us that the Dirty Dogs say that you know, they lost last week in their title shot because they had to wrestle earlier. And while they can do that anytime they like, it really wasn't exactly fair. And they're going to wrestle the Street Profits again tonight. And RK Bros are going to be on commentary. And the, the only real good part about this segment is that Dolph Ziegler described Matt Riddle's behavior as incessant boobery. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's pretty, uh, that's, a, that's not only big words, but very, profa- well, I don't want to call it profanity, but like, he's basically saying 
he's in, you know, he's is he screwing his own parents or brothers or sisters? I don't know. Or not, did they not screw? In, not incest. Uh, oh, incestant. I thought he said incest. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say constant. Yeah, no. In, incessant boobery is, is something that I would say, and so uh, he didn't say incestual boobery. Uh, so. Well, I was going to say, I thought it was, you I are the dirty dog. Yeah, yeah. I'll you take that back. Dirty. I'll take that back. But the one thing that did make me pop, though, is, and I forgot the last bit he said, when he said rough, rough something, it had to do with weed anyway, but it was like rough, rough. Ah, oh, damn it, I forgot. I wrote it yeah. to you, like, off the air, but I forgot what the other word was. All I know was it was a re- it was a weed reference that I totally got, which made me laugh. It was so corny, though, at the same time, him saying roof, roof, like a dog, because they're dirty yeah. dogs. The dirty dog name is so stupid. Riddle's getting sh- stupider by the week, in my opinion. <laughs> He's starting to lose too many brain cells. I mean, seriously. Riddle. Yeah, the, the, the weed jokes. Weed. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I get most of the weed jokes. I get most, most of the munchy jokes. I mean, I didn't catch that one at all. That, that one is too hip for me. Um, Unfortunately, I forgot that last bit. It'll come back to me probably, but I laughed at it. The point is, it made me laugh. But it's just... I like Riddle, man. I really do. I think he's got... The potential's, you know, through the roof. Problem is, I just feel like he's becoming retarded as the weeks go on. Do you have a riddle scooter? <laughs> I don't. Maybe I should get one. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll make me just as stupid. I, I don't know. But whatever he's smoking, he needs to get onto some of that lighter shit. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. killing his brain cells, dude. It really is. One of the things I like about Riddle is that he wins in different ways. Absolutely, he's great. Like in the, I think he's a star, dude. Honestly, he really is. It's just, I don't think he's. I think he's a a, a level below star. Like I think of yeah, Biggie. Okay. I think I think he's a mid card star. I think I think IWC think people like. I, I just think he's too. He's just too small to be. You think he's a star? Small? Star in, in my book. Interesting. That's that's an interesting sort of point of view there, Jeff. I mean, you think he's actually too small? Yeah. I, I, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a small, slight guy. I mean, he's you know he he's not even Kevin Von Eric size. True. I mean, you got a point there. I mean, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, hell, maybe he should get onto the human growth hormones, and maybe they'll let him slide. You know what I'm saying? But I probably not. I think his career is just fine at the level that it's at. The, your U.S. intercontinental tag team thing, at, you know, at some point they'll probably have a hardcore or, you know, so, something better than the 24-7. I mean, they'll always have uh, stuff. He can be in that picture. He can he can have runs where he's challenging for world title. Well, just, I, I mean, I don't think he should win it. Well, can I ask you, actually, Jeff, do you think this uh, riddle Randy Orton thing has been going for way too long? I think it has been going for way too long, but I think that that is partly the fault that they've been paired with AJ and almost the entire time. True. So, point. so I, if we saw some different dance partners, I, I think that it could be interesting again. Um, it always, it was always going to have some sort of a shelf life, but it probably feels longer than it is. It does. Because I, I think almost debuted at WrestleMania. In the ring? In the ring, yes. Like, but the rivalry between those two teams, I mean, it's still going on. I mean, it's it's like it's never ended. And <laughs> it's it started before WrestleMania. <laughs> it's it's freaking November. 
It's true. It's damn true, man. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it, it blows my mind. That's what I don't understand about this company. One thing, they will stick to one thing and then not stick to another thing. And then this company is so, maybe I should be calling WB bipolar. We call AEW bipolar. This tonight to me was all bipolar booking, in my opinion. But yeah. Well, AEW is. is multiple personality disorder. Yeah, actually, even better. Multiple WWE might be bipolar, but it's bipolar on like a Hardcore. seventh grader level. Ooh, ooh, that's a big That's a good one. So you're basically saying they're full of shit. Like basically they're not depressed. They're not really depressed. No, they're not depressed. They're they're, they're just they're just simple. They're they they're <laughs> they're doing things for simple. So you're calling them a short bus crew. In other words, well, ex- ex- <laughs> ex- except that I think that they're writing for seventh graders. So yeah, no, I mean, if you're writing like for twelve-year-olds, I mean, I think that I think that's what they're aiming for. Is twelve-year-olds? Yeah, I'm starting to believe that it's true. And their yeah, grandparents. Right. I think they're going for those multi-generational families here in, in the U.S. where three or four generations live in the same house. Oh, well, see, and that's the thing, man. If if that's the case, and you're, I think you're one hundred percent right. I think they are catering for that crowd. I don't know how long I can do this, man. If we're, if I want to watch this sort of dummy ass version of Raw, it's tough, dude. It, I'm not gonna lie, it's really tough. What what blows my mind? I don't. What I don't understand. One minute you've got this shit, then you you seeing the wrestlers say bullshit because in AEW they've been saying shit like it's like it's like ass. They're saying ass in WWE, right? But then the next week they're bleeping out the fans from saying you fucked up. And then a week later, they're not bleeping out the fans again. It's like, dude, it's like manic depressive sometimes in WWE, shall I say. Like, it's yeah. just crazy. Like, I, I don't understand. And that's what you call no organization. It, is, it really is insulting your intelligence. And, and by the end of it, I just want to pull my hair out. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, a lot of people agree with you because their viewership is, you know, hovering below 1.7 million, you know, most weeks these days, certainly below 2 million. Um, and, and, and SmackDown was terrible. How, you know, how they did over a million on FS1, I'm not exactly sure. That is and good I don't numbers know what, when you think about yeah. it on FS1. Yeah. And then they did the replay right afterwards. So, uh, you know, I guess they, they doubled it. But um I don't know what the numbers were on the replay, but still, I mean, the well, point is that was a, that was a shitty ass show. Well, get this: I believe the double dip episode of SmackDown, the replay, still mm-hmm. beat Rampage. Oh, really? I I, I did not know that, but uh, I I don't know. I mean, Brandon Thurston's usually pretty good about reporting stuff like that, so I haven't seen that yet. But we'll right. uh, you know, I'll, I'll look for that. But well, um, the reporter that I got that from was Mr. Christopher Ams. <laughs> Oh. he's the one well, that got me on today he told me the ratings apparently and i'm like what the replay beat rampage <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, i'd be interested in seeing that just because i i'm you know i'm interested in stuff like, i mean rampage didn't do terrible for it's it, it went I over think it was a great show right yeah i thought it was a good show but yeah well the quality of their show doesn't seem to relate to the amount of people watching it necessarily but i, I thought it was a pretty good show too i mean i thought because i I'm a sizer, so I don't really care about this Dante Martin, Leo Rush doing the Hardy family office thing, and, that makes and you know, you know, trying to make a star of some guy, but he mostly loses, or he beats people like Matt Seidel, and, and he's in a, a tag team because everyone needs to be in a tag team because everybody needs to be on TV because they have four hundred thousand people under contract. 
that said, okay. if you're if you just like the art of the the dance of wrestling, that was a good middle match. But the the, the first match was really good, and I know that people shit on the Abaddon Britt Baker match. Oh, but I, I'm not that much of a purist. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun. I mean. I don't like that Abaddon's been away for six months and then gets a title match. I get it's Halloween. Yeah, but see, why? Like, doesn't matter if it's Halloween. I mean, why? Right. Well, exactly. Because she's in the, because her life's in a costume, and now she's like the Terminator. And yes, she's <laughs> she's, she's not that good a wrestler, but uh, but bad. I still, I still thought it was fun. I mean, you know, and you know, and Britt's not that great that she can cover up for a bad wrestler either. She can't carry a like a bad wrestler. There's no way she right. can carry that type of match. And right. they got exposed big time, especially with the yeah. tables not breaking. That was yeah. just uh, that was ridiculous in itself. But yeah, yeah I, mean, that, I, I don't, I don't really mind that kind of stuff. I mean, I think no, neither do women, I. But it's embarrassing the women, though. <laughs> the women trying I mean? to break the tables. I mean, it's always a bad idea with these ladies that are, you know, Britt Baker maybe is 112 pounds, maybe. If that, if that, right. I mean, somebody's got to put you through that really hard and, and Abaddon's thicker, but she's also very short. I mean, I don't, I don't know what she weighs, but uh, it's, it's probably not more than 130, 140. Definitely, definitely. And what is she, about four foot 11? Yeah, I think, she, <laughs> I think she's very, very short. Um, I mean, I sort of liked, I mean, I think the mandible claws a stupid move to begin with, or the lock jaw, whatever. I mean, I never understand why people just don't bite down, period. That's what yeah, you're right, for exactly. But exactly. it's funny that with the zombie, that, that it's, it's you know, uniquely not going to work on a zombie. Um, anyway, I, you know, I'm a little bit over the thumbtack stuffed in someone's face and then you kick them kind of thing. Oh. But but it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I, I, you know, it was fun. It's, it's an hour show. It moves fast enough. They have a few promos. I thought the, I mean, CM Punk, I think is, is stinking it up, but Kingston, <laughs> you know, made that seem like it mattered. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I thought, I thought Rampage was okay, but you know, it's an hour when you do an hour show, it's hard to botch it up. That's true. Well, of course, well, NWA does that routinely. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, look, don't, don't get it twisted though, Jeff. Rampage will become two hours. Mark my words. It will eventually oh. become two hours. 100%. Well, they, well, they have to. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, I mean, I know that the, that story was debunked that they signed 11 of the Ring of Honor people right away, but. Oh, wait, well, 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 that's not true. Yeah, apparently, it, apparently it's false. Um, Sean Rao's SAP report was not false. And apparently, whoever posted it did videos saying that it, that it was fake. So you're telling me now that Roosh. Uh, what, what's it called? No, uh, no, Dalton no. Castle. I'm talking about no, no, that that list. No, that that list. Meltzer not, brought not, out. Yes, yeah, so not a one of them. Apparently, that that is that is false, and nobody's wow. nobody's disputed that it's false. So I'm gonna go with. I mean, I can't. Well, I, I don't see why they sign a lot of people, so I'm not gonna try to apply logic to this. Like, I don't know why they signed Bobby Fish, AJ Green, or whatever's Anthony Green. Who, and, yeah, who? I don't know. AJ Green was from Evolve, wasn't he? That's the last time I saw him. He was in NXT. And NXT, right, absolutely. That, that's right. Yeah, that's where I, I remember him from, but mainly more from Evolve for me, but it's still WWE anyway. But but right. yeah, I mean, so, so that's 100% confirmed. That's not fact. I'm not going to say it's 100% confirmed right. that it's not fact. I'm going to say it's 98.5% fact that it that confirmed that it's, that it's not fact. Um, interesting, interesting. Now, Steve and I on Hammerlock Hangover, which you can find on the PWC, we, we right. talked about... Uh, uh, this at length, we talked about my little Twitter uh, ratio, not ratioed, and also who we thought Ring of Honor, I'm sorry, the, who 
who from the Ring of Honor roster would be signed where, if anywhere. So if you want to check out that show, that's that's basically the first 45 minutes to an hour is all discussion about right. Ring of Honor, the AEW effect, and where those guys uh, might be going. And not um, only can you check him out at pwcnetwork.popping.com, but also at, at markmedia.com. So check out Hammerlock Hangover with Jeff and Stephen Pena. Yeah, I, I, I forget them. I like you know the, these networks with with <laughs> with networks that are allies with each other. So I don't know which one I'm supposed to promote or plug. I mean, well, remember at Mark Media. It's been hard for me because we went from hitting the marks to at Mark Media, which is the same thing, really. But it's, it's hard for me too. But uh, and yeah, but at Mark Media, got it. At Mark Media. <laughs> Not on Hameen. I don't know what they're waiting for. Hameen, come on, man. Yeah, um, yalla, come on, Hameen. Yeah, holla. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love it. That's all great. right, so anyway, you think the RK bros watching this match would make it more interesting. It's not, you know, I think when AEW is guest commentary, they do it better. They The, the table is long enough. They they don't have them sitting on an office chair, exposed, just sitting there. <laughs> like, like, like Rowan Smackdown looked cheap in that way. Yeah, like it's just, I agree. The, the setting, it just looks chintzy. It, it's like a it's like a conference room without without enough uh table space, <laughs> but there's extra chairs. Um anyway, the dirty dogs win when a when almost came down and distracted them. I didn't even really see much of a distraction. The important thing here is that WWE officials came out to break it up, and that Contra member, Davari, is one of the uh one of the people, the producer breaking up. And as far as I know, Davari still does work for MLW as well. Uh, Jamie Noble was the other possible? producer. I don't know. That, what I, makes I, him so special to be able to do that? I don't know. I mean, and MLW is weird now because they, you know, Tom Lawler, his contract's expired. It's pretty clear he wrote them a thank you and goodbye email. Uh, they released Jordan Oliver. Um, who they just said Oliver released. So I looked it up to make sure it was Jordan Oliver because he's one, like, Injustice is their big face right, faction. absolutely. And I don't understand what's happening with MLW because I felt like they had a lot of momentum recently, in my opinion. And so. Warner released, uh, some guy named Beastman, some guy <laughs> named Leo Bridges, who I think was one of the dirty white boys who were never on. But they released five people in, in one day and, and Tom Lawler. And then they signed some other guy today that honestly I never heard of. It's It, it was like, Ronnie Garvin or something, something, <laughs> something. but you know, a, 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 a low car guy. I mean, you know, not the Leo Bridges or Beastman were high car guys. They were Jordan Oliver, at least last I watched, which was the Fightland show on Vice, because I thought it was going to be weekly on Vice, and it took right. me a few weeks to realize my DVR is not recording anything, and they're back on YouTube, and now I'm confused because yeah, I thought they had a TV yeah, contract. I noticed, I noticed that too. What the fuck happened there? Like, I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I thought that not only did they have one, but they had two. I thought they were going to have one fight land and then Azteca Underground, and they were going to have two hours on Vice. I, I don't know if this this fight land thing was just early or if it was a floater to see how it would work, and it didn't work very well. Forty thousand after Dark Side of the Ring leading. Uh, anyway, I, I'm I'm not I'm confused, but I'm however many episodes there there have been on uh, YouTube before. And after Fightland, that's how many episodes I'm behind. And I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, I think I'll just wait till the next pay-per-view and then try to pick it up from there. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch MLW, but it's just too much professional wrestling, Jeff. I mean, it's way it's hard, much. man. You know, this is, there's a thing called life too. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard to juggle all that. Otherwise, I'd love to watch. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jacob Fatu. I don't even know why he's not in WWE yet because he'd slot into that 
the you know the head of the table storyline just perfectly in my opinion and he's mm-hmm. a monster i think he's one of the best non-signed by the big company's talent on the planet i can't answer that question for you i don't i don't know why either i mean i know he signed a new contract with mlw about a year ago him and hammerstone are about two hammerstone jeez he's a star dude yeah, i want no, to see I hammerstone mean, and mjf together again except this time he should take the wardlow spot right now well, Hammerstone, I mean, the WWE probably owes a wellness test problem, but uh, in, in AEW, I don't think they have any sort of wellness testing. Nah, nothing. Absolutely. I know they say they do, but they don't. Ah, bullshit. And the thing about Hammerstone, I mean, how much has he grown? He's grown like leaps and bounds in size from, like, think about him from three years ago compared to now. The guy's a monster, yeah. dude. He's a freak. Yeah, listen, he works hard too. I, I, mean, I see his videos and shit. I mean, he's he's pumping the weight, but hey, he's, he's no putting in the work too. But yeah, yeah. But the 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 back doesn't lie. <laughs> the the back, back back knee tells the story. Um, back I want to know back where knee, you said. <laughs> yeah, the back I want to know where Petey Williams <laughs> and Jimmy Wang Yang were. The, the, oh. the, new, the new producers with WWE. Oh man, that's that's gold. Anyway. So the dirty dogs, I guess, are back, are still in the title picture, and the street profits are not. Which, which you know, sucks. I, yeah, I, are they? Got I, I don't want either of them really to be in the title picture, but right. I don't want Adrian almost. It's like I, I don't know. I don't understand a lot of I. The, I don't understand where they break up teams just to form new teams. I mean, at least make Alpha Academy look good and put them in the picture if they want something new that's not going to win for a bit. Anyway, um, so Damian Priest. The uh, the the hard ass was always in him. Uh, he just when he but he he gives respect, so he's expected. He expects it, and T Bar awakened the Damien in him. So now we have Finn Balor the demon and Damien Priest the Damien. Um, so like maybe we were talking about snake. earlier, it's not the snake, right? <laughs> uh, well, maybe is it? Uh, maybe Owen, you can help me straighten out my life. <laughs> Yeah, I was go. I was thinking it's the devil in him, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, we know, we so, know. sure, sure. <laughs> two, two two gimmicks, the same thing, same show. So uh, we were talking about that earlier. Um, this is a no disqualification match against T Bar that Priest insisted on uh, when they came out. I realized that that for a short instant of time that this was a House of Truth reunion. They they were both with Truth Martini in in Atlanta uh, for. Very short time they overlap together. They almost immediately put um, Punishment Martinez is what Damon Priest was going by there. They put him with Absolutely. Kevin Sullivan and BJ Whitmer in, into some sort of like cult thing, um, you know, some sort of satanic thing. But for a short period of both Donovan Dijakovic and Damien and Punishment Martinez were part of the House of Truth. That's true. Um, anyway, this might have been one of those you win even though you lost matches because this was a slobber knocker. It was. Uh, it was a fun match. It was a fun match. No doubt about it. I, I agree. I mean, the problem was is you never had a doubt who was going to win, um, which is why matches like Kingston and Punk do any, don't do anything for me and Fish and Punk do, don't do anything for me. And frankly, Moxley and Minoru Suzuki do nothing for me because mm-hmm. you know the outcome. Same thing here. But it's T-Bar's best showing on the main roster. I don't know why they broke up that tag team. I thought that tag team had a lot of promise, Mason T-Bar, two yeah, big guys. When did it get broken up? When did that even know. happen? I, I don't think either of those these guys has much singles potential. I don't think they have the personality. I thought they were working as a, as a tag team. I don't get it. 
Um, I don't get why they released AOP. There's a whole thing. Oh, that I will never understand. Especially, they were, in my opinion, one of the best tag teams they had. But apparently, they sucked, according yeah. to the old man. Who knows? I guess I guess so. But uh, I guess there's an opportunity here for them to sign Shane Taylor Productions. Absolutely. Shane Taylor Promotions. Bringing Shane Taylor's a beast, dude. And Connor Moses, great tag team. And O'Shea Edwards is a beast also. Absolutely, yeah, and they, they WWE, WWE would love guys like them, dude. I think they fit into Big that guys. WWE mold perfectly, like Big absolutely guys. perfectly. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Immediate upgrade on the Viking Raiders, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of them, and I used to love them as War Machine, but it is yeah. what it is. Well, when they stop doing that, we're a War Machine. That we're actually cosplaying as Vikings because we love our Viking heritage. I mean, yeah. it, it it became very Disneyfied. Oh, big uh, time. As opposed to violent. You can call them the um, bushwhackers right now, Jeff. Yeah. It's a really <laughs> I'm good telling you. Just start licking people in the fans. Doesn't matter COVID or not. Yeah, and we've got the but, bushwhackers. But the fans, not this fan, but the fans love the bushwhackers. Nobody cares about the Viking Raiders. That's true. Good point. And, and what's funny, the Sheepherders, as they were known pre-WB, were one of the most violent tag teams on the planet. It's just funny seeing what they became afterwards. But they deserve to have a run like that. As goofy as it was, they were so over at one stage, and I'm sure they made a, the most money they've ever made being the Bushwhackers. Oh, of course, by far. Uh, the, by far, know, yeah, absolutely. Exponentially. But I will never forget that the Sheep Herders were so brutal that they made Kevin Sullivan uh, go on on the horn and, and go, Dusty Rhodes, Dusty <laughs> Rhodes, I know we've been at war. I know you hate me and I hate you, but I need your help. Come help me with this one thing, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Continental <laughs> professional wrestling. Good old days, dude. Right. Good old days. So, all right. So, T-Bar loses. Uh, hopefully, this will do good things for him in the future. Doubt it. Doubt it. Um, <laughs> Apollo and Commander Aziz come out to challenge Damian Priest. Basically, it's not exactly clear who's challenging whom, uh, but Apollo Cruz is one day you're going to have the honor of losing to Apollo Cruz in the ring. <sighs> and the Priest is like... Bring it. Uh, so so Apollo and Aziz finally, you know, make their raw debut. Fine. That is, is a perfectly good mid-card feud uh, with the big guy interfering and, and, you know, maybe a couple matches well, with Priest and Aziz that could be interesting. You know what Apollo Crews trying to remind me of? He reminded me of the Nigerian Sergeant Slaughter while Aziz is General Adnan. Okay. I could... Yeah, That's what it comes across as for me, man. I'm starting to hate this gimmick even more. The more I see it, the more it's it's really driving me nuts. Stop this stupid Nigerian thing going on. Where you have to talk like this. Why does he have to talk like that? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's. I think he is Nigerian, and maybe that, he is. That's his... He's Nigerian descent, but he's not born in Nigeria. I have no, I, I don't know. He was Uha Nation before. I, that, he that was. Doesn't He's mean very he was proud of his back. Right, but he was never speaking like, hey, Jeff Liman, you know, I, I come from Nigeria. He wasn't was talking like that. I don't know what he spoke when he was Uha Nation. I never heard him. I don't, I'm not one of those come guys on. to pretend I watched every indie thing and followed everybody, I, but I, I know who he was. See, um, see what that would be have done to you. They've managed you to now not even remember what he sounded like pre 
<laughs> See what I mean? Pre- I, mean, I, I, I don't know why they released a guy like EJ Unduka, who could have been part <laughs> of this crew, who also has a West African sounding name. The guy's six eight and jacked. absolutely I mean, has a West African sounding name. I mean, geez. <laughs> and like like him and Aziz as as a giant tag team, you know, and, and them against almost an AJ, them against AOP. Uh, the Vikings, them against Shane Taylor <laughs> Promotions, them against Mason T Bar. I mean, you could have an interest, you know, an interesting tag team division, but no, they don't want to. Not interested. Nope. All right. So speaking of not interesting, we see uh, Morrison <laughs> meditating on on top of one Ugh. of the trucks, and one of the 24-7 title idiots is talking to him. I think it was Reginald. And then... Uh, no, it was... Uh, wasn't it Truth and uh, Kira Tozawa? Well, they all get into the Scooby Doo shit. Yeah, fuck, who knows who it was. I think it started... I honestly don't care. I don't, every <laughs> week, Reggie just does flips and runs away. I mean, it's, it, who cares? Just... just just end all of this. Just, oh, bad. And they don't. They continue to fucking do this week in, week out for how many months now? This is ridiculous, Jeff. It's driving me bananas. banana. It's really yeah, driving it's, me it, banana. It's making me pray for the comet. <laughs> At least Drake Maverick has something to do on, on the oh. main roster. Probably still working on their NFC contract, though. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're on fire tonight, Jeff. You're on freaking you. fire. I like it. I like it a lot. So, so so this is when you were texting me saying that you're still watching because I'm, I'm asking you to set up the, this right. so we can start timely. And and you're like, I, you know, I'm doing a bunch of stuff. I'm like, well, well multitask. I'm like, you know, you're not going to miss anything. Becky, blah, blah, blah. She's going to be interrupted <laughs> by Liv. And then everything's going to, and then Seth Rollins is going to ruin the main event. And I hit send. And then just a few short seconds later, Becky's going blah, 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 blah. <laughs> she's dressed like Elton John tonight. Yeah. And, what's up with that? What's up with I, that? What did she change I, for? Seth, Seth Rollins ruins everything. He really Including does, Becky. man. Yeah, I don't like Becky Lynch anymore, dude. I don't know what it is. I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't need to be an outlandishly dressed heel. She can just, if she wants to be the serious heel, just be a serious heel. So, I can't I, even I, take it serious, though, Jeff. That's the problem. Right, because she's not letting you, because she she's doing the Conor McGregor thing. She's, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, sure enough, we look, the camera pans to her, her left, our right, and Liv Morgan is there. So, Whoopee. Yeah. Yeah, so Liv will have a short program with Becky. The only thing I'll say about this is this will, you know, probably halt or put on hiatus the Becky-Bianca thing until a more important program. And, and you know, I guess Bianca can do something else. I'm not sure what, but but there's certainly things to do. By the way, where's, he, where's Eva Marie been? I mean, we know that, yeah, that Alexa right. had, had nasal surgery, but where, where's Eva Marie been? Good question. You tell me. Where has even Marie been? I mean, I don't. I don't know. Dana Brooke is still there, still watching that why? TV sideways. I don't know why she's still employed by that company. Honestly, it's pretty real. And by why? the way, wasn't Tamina and Natty both watching the television tonight? I did not notice. Were they? Yeah, because but one of them's on Raw and one of them's on SmackDown. Oh, they were also the only tag team, the only female tag team that was not broken up were the actual champions. So what does this mean now? So we're going to pretend that they never... Like, so, the, so the draft matters even less? I, I mean, 
I, I can get if, you know, it's going to be a Brock Lesnar or, or you know, you're going to have Roman Reigns or, you know, something from time to time. But I'm not sure if it's Natty or Tamina that was on the wrong show. But either <laughs> oh, one I, them, I mean, I think maybe they care so little that they didn't even notice who was there. They're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just let's make it look like we have a women's division here. Watch the TV. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I, for me, I think it's time to bring these rosters together. I get it. A lot of people would miss out on certain runs, but are they really missing out, Jeff? I don't know. I, I think that, you know, I think they could keep the brand split and be perfectly fine. They just didn't need to release 60 wrestlers from the main roster over the last two years. And they, they, you know, they, they could have done more interesting things. I don't know. I, I you know, at some point, I, I can try to find my twelve-point plan to improve <laughs> WWE, and but ending the Brad split isn't one of them because I know that they're on two networks and both right, right. networks want titles, and I, I get it. Uh, and for a while, they had they certainly had a big enough roster to um, to justify it. Now, not so much. Um, I agree. Anyway, so then we see Seth Rollins trying to negotiate with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is not interested, and Seth, if you interfere, you're going to regret it. Words that will come back to haunt absolutely nobody. Um, <laughs> then we get to the main event. Um, Big E against Seth. This should be a good match. But Seth interferes early on. Um, well, Seth is there, you know, looking like a, an extra in the conference room, <laughs> observing on commentary, doing a stupid laugh, ruining everything like <laughs> Seth Rollins does. <laughs> The match was okay. It's pretty hard hitting. I know a lot of people wanted Big E versus Kevin Owens when they were both on uh, uh, SmackDown and Big E had the Intercontinental title. They had some run-ins and people were like, ooh, that, that seems sexy. Um, they seem Sweet. to work together. They're, they're similarly sized. They have complementing uh, styles. But Seth Rollins did interfere uh, on Kevin Owens's behalf. Um Kevin Owens saw it, even though there was a collision with him and Big E shortly before, but he clearly saw it and he was, and he sort of did like, oh, now what am I supposed to do kind of thing? But instead of not taking advantage of it, he in fact did take advantage of it and went for a pinning attempt. Um, but Big E actually reversed it and got the win. So Big E wins anyway, despite the interference. And then, you know, there's a whole big thing between Kevin Owens and Big E. Kevin Owens saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. I was half knocked out. You saw. And then Kevin Owens is like, Seth, this is your fault, you stupid ass. Uh, but you and I, next week, I challenge you. Uh, Big E, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, he's basically groveling. Big E goes to shake his hand, puts him up into the into the big ending, and apology not accepted. And that's how Raw goes off the air. I'm clapping because Raw went off the air, but but back to that stupidity of an ending. Why is Kevin Owens apologizing for what? For fucking Seth Rollins? I, I I don't know why he's apologizing. I mean, is he is he that much of a face? I mean, you know, you got it's a it's a title chance. So he's apologizing for losing for being a loser. Yeah, this exactly. is stupid. He's gone, dude. Come February, ta ta. As they say down here, he's gone, dude. <laughs> I don't give a shit what anyone says. How can he be enjoying himself right now in WWE? I, I, I don't know. They, they, they pay very well. and, and... <laughs> They pay very well, but they cause a lot of stress too. You know what I'm saying? Do they? 
Uh, I well, mean, if you look at uh, Nick's, uh, Nick, have you seen about um, Moxley's book? Uh, I haven't. I've been purposely avoiding that because I figure that Steve will bring it up on the air and try to get my. But yeah, tell me what what, what did Moxley say? I mean, I'm sure it'll be unavoidable for me to hear about it. So. Well, look, and I don't want to ruin it totally f- for you guys, but I'll just cut it like a long story short. Basically, he was saying that uh, even though he was making so much money, you know, he was making more money than ever. He should be happy, right? Like you think, mm-hmm. right? But he was miserable. <laughs> he was getting more miserable. He didn't, he didn't even care about the money anymore. It was just about, you know, he wasn't having fun. You know what I'm saying? Sure. He didn't he just, care about the money anymore once he got made $10 million. Sure. That's it. He just didn't give a shit. It was even to the point he was, which is another funny quote. He was telling him every time he got fed shit, mm-hmm. right? Even though he was telling him week in, week out, you know, I'm out of here. I'm not re-signing. This is by his words. I am not re-signing. I don't give a shit what users throw at me, title, whatever, you know? But every time they done, they gave him real shit, like bad shit. He'd be like, I'm so fucking out of here. You know what I mean? He'd be... He'd be, you know, getting even louder. I'm out. I'm gone. The more you feed me this shit, the more chance I'm not re-signing. Doesn't matter. Like, I'm I'm out. You know, he'd just call it... He goes, I don't want to bash WWE. This book is not about WWE. But fuck that company and that crazy old man, basically. That, that's quote-unquote. Listen, that's fine. And, and, you know, I would say this is one where both sides won. I, I was never yeah, a Dean Ambrose fan. I think... John Moxley in AEW is a big deal. I think in WWE he was just a he was just a guy. Um, yeah, at one stage so, he was a pretty big deal. You got to give him that. I never thought Ambrose. He, no? he never did anything for me. Uh, I mean, the the best thing I ever saw happen was when uh, Dal Ziegler super kicked him from like like basically the fetal position. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I, I was not a big Dean Ambrose guy. I I didn't really care about the Shield. The, the, they never they never impressed me. Frankly, I thought it was. Two undersized guys, and one guy that that looked like he could fight. Um, oh, that's so true. that's a fact. There were two undersized yeah. guys and one big guy. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't it didn't interest me. That that that's that doesn't interest me in wrestling. It just you know. So, uh, but in AW, he, he you know, especially in the beginning days, he was one of the biggest. He was you know he's still yeah. on the bigger side for that company. Yeah, and at six 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 foot three, he's like a giant there. But I mean, in the beginning, he was he was hot in the beginning he hasn't recaptured that beginning moxley yet no way nowhere near dude yeah i mean now he's just doing sort of attractions or exhibitions yeah, here, you know much. Yeah. fighting every 50 year old new japan guy that they send over well then doing stuff with kingston and you know and whatever but you know now he's going to turn heel again i mean everybody keeps bleeding in, in his matches he he can have fun Doing, he can go to Bloodsport. He can do GCW. He can, you know, he, good, good for him. Both, both sides won, is what I'm saying. Oh, but- absolutely. But the problem here I've got, and I'm glad you mentioned the hill part. Everybody's frigging hill feels like in AEW. I mean, even Daniel Bryan is becoming a hill, in my opinion. He's a douchebag. If he's not a douchebag, are you telling me he's not a dickhead, Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson, right now? He, he's acts like a bit of an arrogant dickhead right now, in my opinion. I, I like them, you know, because I like it. Yeah, no is, cause they're, they're subtly saying, you know, you, you're the corporate soft wrestler. And he's like saying, you think I'm soft proven. And then, yeah, then, the then, then he raises yeah, right. the volume. Absolutely. Uh, you know, meanwhile, his chest looks like hamburger meat, you know, every, <laughs> every week. I, I, I don't think that can be good for a, a person's body. I but. feel bad. For, he caught, yeah. man. 
How do he's, you get those sort of slap, man? Every week, hamburger meat. That sounds like a show. Every week, he's, he's hamburger meat. <laughs> but, but he's doing great, and he's he's also doing what he wants. But uh, you know, they're they're two very different people. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think true. Daniel Bryan is more of a cerebral. Um, exactly. And I, I think Moxley the same is more thing. of an emotional person. I'm sure they're both intelligent. I just think Moxley, oh, yeah, sure. you know, if he wasn't doing what he wanted, he probably is someone that got upset about it. Well, like, <laughs> you know, there's other people like that too. Yeah, it's uh, not normal. It's normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. Daniel Bryan is one of those guys that's like, it's business, uh, but I'm going to keep trying to push. And, and, you know, he also got his, probably got his way more often than most, but the crowd loved him, and I don't know that the crowd ever really loved Dean Ambrose. Nah, um, no, you're right. No way, not but, like on that level of Daniel Bryan, no chance. But it's not like it's not like Rusev, who you know he he you know I feel like WWE squandered that, or Brody oh, Lee, where where absolutely. WWE absolutely squandered that. Like, absolutely, like like right now they're squandering with Ricochet. Um, oh, who's Ricochet? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all yeah. about him. Where where yeah. is Ricochet? Buddy Matthews. Uh, Pack seems like one of those guys who was difficult. He maybe has sort of grown out of it now, or maybe he realizes there's mm. he, he he can't pull that shit like he he's on his third strike, uh, you know, in the foul tip. And that but, surprises uh, me because I, he never came across as that type of person. Like when you see him in like a like in interviews and shit like that, when he was Neville. He seemed like a cool guy, but really, he's a pain in the ass. Well, yeah, I mean, he proved that with the Dragon Gate in the early days of right, AEW. Now, now he knows that he's, you know, he's he's gonna make his coin, and then, you know, I think he's, I think, and he got older, he probably matured. We'll, you know, huh. one day the story might be told. We'll see, but you know, again, I, I, I just don't think, again, sometimes both sides win from a departure, um, and I think that Moxley is one of those. Um, the other guys, you know, the other guys I mentioned are are ones that WWE squandered. They wasted Alistair Black. That's someone that oh. they that they wasted. That they, they should Andrade probably as well too. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely six or seven that I think have valid gripes. Um, Moxley, I, I think I think this was the right choice for everybody. I agree, that, and that was well said, a hundred percent well said. And before we go, Jeff. Now that you dropped the bombshell on me that these Ring of Honor signees, you know, apparently with AEW is pretty much bullshit. Well, not 100% confirmed, but we don't know what the hell's going on, I guess, really. Right. Say it is true. Just say it is true. I mean, actually, let me rewind that. What do you think about this whole Ring of Honor situation anyway? Do you think they're, they're done and dusted? That's it? This is all bullshit? Or do you really believe they're going to reset, restart, and we'll have a Ring of Honor 2.0 just with a, a whole bunch of young wrestlers? No. I, I think that it's under 50-50 that they'll restart at all. And if they restart, it's going to be much more like an MLW or a GCW or an NWA. They're, I, I think it'll actually be more like a GCW than even an NWA. NWA has like a handful of, of people under multi-year contracts. The rest of them are basically, you know, one taping session, which is probably, you know, four days and then then a pay-per-view and then they're done. That that that's their deal or per appearance, folks. Um Ring of Honor was working on contracts. They did short-term contracts all the time. They did 90-day contracts. 
but they had a few multi-year contracts and Marty Skrull was really the, was their biggest contract, but they, right. they had done big contracts with Shane Taylor. They had done big contracts um, with Matt Jay Taven, Lethal, I think too. The Briscoes, yeah, Matt Taven, Melvin. Um, <laughs> uh, there were, you know, and then they started doing one-year contracts uh, with like Bandito and Rush and sort of doing like, year to year dragon like anyway i don't think they're gonna be doing contracts i think it's all gonna be appearance and i think it's gonna be like a gcw or pwg with you know yeah be invited to come back for the taping maybe you won't if you're there for a taping you'll be there for a you know a 10-week arc a pay-per-view which presumably if you're part of you you're obligated to that um you know and, and but no multi-year contracts it'll be an indie um maybe like on every TV. Cent. Right. It'll be it'll be on TV. I mean, as long as Sinclair still own it, I'm sure it'll be on television. I mean, I've got a, look, I know some inside information, right, that I cannot say on the air, unfortunately. Mm. Right. But uh Yeah, there's a reason behind this, put it that way. I would love to say it, but I, I can't, I cannot say it. I'll tell you off the air, but I just can't say it, you know what I mean? As much as I'd love to say it, I just can't do it. No, I mean, it, I don't think it's too hard for people to figure out one of the reasons they didn't make enough money for the investment. I mean, that, that that's all there's to it. I mean, I know that they want to sell the library. The library is the only asset that has any value. They probably overvalue it. Um, you know, I, I guess the only question is, is, is how much is the spend happy Tony Khan willing to spend for it because he wants to have a streaming service and that is only two and a half years of, of content and now he can get 20 years of content. Well, dude, that, that, come on. When you think about it, that video library would be worth quite a mint because, I mean, think about it. Well, to WB, I think it would be worth quite a bit. Why? Because you got AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, you know. Who? The the WWE network only operates internationally. Do you think any of them, do you think the fans in South America, India give two shits about (laughs) Steve Carino? No. You're an asshole. Do you think do you, do you think Peacock cares about that? Do you think Pe- Peacock cares about Red Dragon and the addiction? People here don't care about Kyle O'Reilly. You're right. It's it's the the only places it's worth anything to is WWE if the if the if the lease goes back to them. People will speculate in four years WWE will own be owned by Comcast. I assure you they couldn't care less about that. AW, if they want a streaming service, they need they they could use content, and it you know it probably is worth more to them, and they'll overvalue it like they overvalue everything else. Um, and they're owned by an ATM machine uh, who doesn't need to make a profit and thinks he's going to make a profit from a video game, and maybe he's right, you know, yeah, uh, maybe like Cody and the Bucks, and you know he he'll bet on himself and Moxley and bet on himself, and he'll be right. I am skeptical about that. I also confess I know nothing about video game economics. I just don't know that many wrestling video games. It's that, very competitive, Jeff, put it that way. So it's going to be hard to even make a dollar, really, even in the video game business, you know? Well, but they do have, a, they pretty much have a guaranteed, uh, you know, 400,000 sales and then 600,000 Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 100%. And I don't even know if this game is going to be any good. If if it comes off the bat where it's it sucks, it's going to look Here's bad they, on AEW. You know what I'm saying? Here's where they should be smart. 
they should they should know that there's going to be boot, bootlegs and pirates because they know that their fans don't spend any money. Mm-hmm. But what they should do is to make even though the boot, bootlegs and the pirates ones compatible with buying up like power crystals or levels, yeah. so that so that the ADHD fans still spend money five ninety five ten ninety five whatever on on getting recovery or strength or leveling up or but releasing. But people complain about power. that type of shit though, Jeff. Too, that's the thing. So that's that's the only way they're going to make money on on something like that. I, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I, I I'm sure the, I'm sure the video game will give us plenty of fodder if and when it ever comes out. But I don't think the Ring of Honor library is worth nearly as much as people think. It's it was a dark, dingy, low class, low budget show for at least the first ten to fourteen years, and then it got a, then it got a little bit less dark and a little bit less dingy. Jesus, Jeff, this is why I love you, man. Uh, you, you bring me back down to reality. When you break it down like that, it's true. <laughs> I can't, I cannot disagree. I've got well, a lot of Ring of Honor. you have WWE Network, so you, right. it's not part of your life. You have it in Australia. Right, right, right. But here in the US, Peacock has it. In Europe, Sky has it. Those what? are the Sky's got it now? Yeah. In, uh, really? Com- Comcast owns Sky and the WDW network is part of Sky, just like Peacock. And, and I'm sure it's part of some people's basic subscriptions. I get Peacock with my subscription. Thus, I get the WWE right, network right. for free. I can I can up pay for like no commercials on some things, but I don't get a lot of commercials. I don't care. I'm not paying yeah, for that. Yeah, that'd shit. be uh, Right, right. And yeah. the WWE network is still the WWE network, you know, on my end, <laughs> just so you know. But yeah, no, you're right. It's true, man. But, ev- but eventually it won't be. They're gonna. They're gonna. Oh, out- for, sure. for sure. I would say right. it's more likely that they will outsource it to cable companies around the world or satellite companies around the world than take that back because they got rid of all their infrastructure. Everybody who worked for WWE in the streaming departments, in the IT, in the bandwidth, all the people, they, they, they never broke even. They needed to get to two million subscribers to and break that even. They were never, never gonna get there, dude. And they were struggling, high was, right? Their high, well, if they broke into China, they would have had a chance. But their high was one point six. Um, so you have to figure if you do basic math, they unloaded at least $185 million a year in costs. So this $200 million a year is closer to $385 million a year. I'm being conservative. I'm, I'm calling bullshit that they didn't break even and that they made some profit. And I'm not even including things like benefits for employees and, and things like that. So, no, of course. so th- th- this is, this is probably a $400 million a year contract. Jeez. for wwe and now it got bigger with whatever's going on in europe and like i said i'm sure it'll i mean at some point i bet that they give it away to some to, to other countries just to just to have it there just, all right go to china listen we're talking you know what just take it just, well, just 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 run it so we can run shows there let me ask you this then, Jeff. Do you think there's a there's a chance that the WWE Network could, well, sorry, or the Peacock, whatever you want to call it, or on Sky, but just the WWE Network in general, do you think there's a chance that this thing could just go belly up and just be gone? WWE Network? When I no, say WWE I... Network, I'm, I'm using that light, uh, loosely. I, I mean, like, just all their old programs, all their old stuff just disappear, like off Peacock off Sky and WWE Network in general. 
But as long as WWE is in business, no, there's no chance. I mean, it's it's just a five-year lease, which is right. now four years. So, I mean, I don't know what the deal with Sky is, but, you know, that's newer. So that's probably four and a half more years. So it will revert to WWE Network and they'll, I'm sure they'll know about it at least nine months in advance or six months in advance. And they'll really, they'll subscribe to more bandwidth and hire people back to do it and they'll know how to do it more efficiently. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, and I think that, that, that it's no accident that these pay-per-views are starting to go on Saturday nights, which is more You're of right, a family night in. Right. Yep. That's a Peacock thing. Um, Plus it's better yeah. for all the international audience too. Like for me, you know, traditionally pay-per-views, you know, on a Sunday in the States is on a Monday for me, which is bad, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you have to go to work or whatnot. But now with the Saturdays, that means it's on a Sunday for me. That means the whole world is watching, you know, on a good day. So I think that benefits, and like you said, families as well. It benefits everyone and everything. I don't know if the numbers have gone up in particular, you know, people watching live. I'm not sure, but I think it works for everybody and why not? Yeah. I mean, WWE has been away from a pay-per-view model for a long time. I mean, there's still people that, that buy the pay-per-view, but whatever most reason. people buy the network. I mean, that, that, that it's you lose money. I mean, I know that there's codes and things like that out there. But yeah, no, I, I don't think it'll ever go belly up unless the whole company goes belly up. And even if the company went belly up, someone's going to buy the content. Oh, definitely. Right. Absolutely. So, so no. Now, whether, they've, whether they think that running Evolve television shows or Florida Championship Wrestling or OVW is is worth it to them. I, I have no idea, but no, I, I think they've got their... WWE is a media content creator. They're a stream of income company. They're not really a wrestling company. Now, I've said before, if the center cannot hold, things fall apart. Your center is, is a wrestling product. Absolutely. So I think it's a, it's a big mistake and hopefully they'll work on that as well. But... Uh, I don't know. Uh, every time they give me cause for optimism, you know, it's like the Godfather. They they pull me back in, but instead they push me back out. So, <laughs> well, Jeff, I think that's the perfect way to end the show. But before we go, please tell them where they can find you, man. Well, you can find me on Twitter, Icarus Fell MD. Uh, also at Hammerlock Hangover. Well, Hammerlock H O. Uh, Wrestling Pod is in addition to all of the other pods along like this one, but. Uh, Hammerlock Hangover, me and Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. My non-wrestling podcast is Garden of Doom, so check that out. Uh, we did a Halloween uh, episode yesterday called Halloween. So we talked about Helen literature with an award-winning poet. Um, but that's just sort of all over the place. It, for those of you familiar with Jimmy's work on CryptoCast, it's, you know, there's, there's some overlaps there. And we're going into UFO month, where we're going to have four shows in a row of, uh, from... Uh, various ufo researchers or people and or people have had fourth encounters of the close kind uh, yeah close kind uh, etc so <laughs> check yeah. that out uh sometimes i'm on the Driari show i think he one of his patreon shows um and i'm gonna be on a i'm not on unpopular review anymore but two of the other alumnus who left a couple of weeks before <laughs> me they started their own little streaming show called the 10 count and i'm gonna be on that tomorrow night with them so it's going to be good to see how the kids are doing next night. It's always nice to see your children. <laughs> That's a good one. And I just want to say, Jeff, I'm pumped for UFO week, or UFO month, sorry. Yeah. I'm looking forward to those Garden of Doom episodes, so people, get onto that. You will not be disappointed at all. And in saying that, Jeff, 
please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com and also please like and subscribe at atmarkmedia.com also at humminmedia.com as well and at the PW Hustle all the boys there what's going on over there with Big Ray and uh, and Track and, and the Professor and all them but in saying that I'm Jimmy T he's Dr. Jeff Lippman the foreign object and you've been listening to the Monday Night Machismo right here on the PWC Network and at markmedia.com peace stay evil my friends Homeboy 88 of the Homeboy 88 podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network, the PWC. Check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available, the Homeboy 88 podcast. Thank you.